Would you pay to use Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it this week? Subscriptions are coming. We'll tell you all about it next on Into Tomorrow. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Coming to you from the Dexcom G7 Studios, the future of diabetes management is here. Be sure to visit Dexcom.com to learn more. That's D-E-X-C-O-M. Com. And we are back in Miami. What? You didn't miss us? Well, we did leave because we went to cover in San Diego, California, the International Association of Chiefs of Police Conference. And we did. We I'm did. Dave Graveline, by the way. I'm Chris Graveline, by the way. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. It is our 28th year covering consumer tech. And this is the broadcast for the weekend of October 20th. 2023, literally just off the plane, so we didn't have time to uh, set up interviews from this particular conference and enough time for this particular show. But count on them starting next week. We do have one that we got. Oh, that we from the, to get oh, that's from the show. Oh, and it's about mental health. It is. And first responders. Very interesting interview coming up. So you don't want to miss that. But then uh, the following, hopefully, couple of weeks. Uh, we will have some additional interviews that uh, Chris and his team have set up already. There, now you're committed. <sighs> mm-hmm. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you already tell our audience where we're coming from? I most certainly did. Okay. I was I was, I was was planning ahead for the interview coming up, but, you know, oh, concentrating that, on something that, else. That's what you were, what you yeah. were uh, planning. And that said interview that's coming up is he's uh, Colleen Hilton. She's the CEO and founder of a company called Ally Connect. And um, as you mentioned, it's a proactive mental health support for law enforcement and other first responders. Yes. You want to stay tuned for that. Yep. She's got some really good ideas. So if you are any type of first responder... Uh, or know anyone that is, maybe in your family or friends or otherwise, there's some very cool stuff that they are doing uh, to help with um, mental health awareness and support proactively. So stay tuned for that. Meantime, some tech news and commentary. We've got a bunch of your calls coming up this hour as well, hoping to solve any digital dilemmas that you may have, because by now you know that we were born on the radio but raised by technology. That's what Into Tomorrow is all about. Mm -hmm. Best Buy will reportedly stop selling physical media in stores and online, presumably including such things as video games, and the change may happen as soon as early next year. The news comes from the Digital Bits, who says that multiple industry sources confirmed Best Buy's plans. And I'll bet you most of those multiple industry sources were folks that were selling physical media to Best Buy for them to resell. And now they're not. Well, considering there's only about three or four people left that actually use physical DVDs. I know. (laughs) We had somebody at this convention offering us a, a DVD uh, the other day in San Diego, and we're like, well, we don't have anything to play it on anymore. Yeah, you know, even was, our computers don't have those drives anymore. Yeah, and and they had kind of an astonished look. And then they looked, and they oh, that's right, you're the tech guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
they, but I guess they suspect that a lot of other people still had uh, various optical drives on their computer, even their laptops. We don't. I don't think we have a laptop in the building anymore that that also has an optical drive. Nothing. We have no way to no. to play anything like that. In fact, it's a couple of years ago we had to purchase a, uh, an external DVD drive USB to be able to play open an old piece of software we had. Oh, geez, that's right. And uh, and of course we do use the five and a quarter floppies. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what boots up our show. That's yeah. right. Not. But that's also kind of that came up too with some other uh, exhibitor. But what did you find most impressive at this conference? Anything in particular, other than man, a whole lot of police lights and sirens. Yeah, this was an interesting show to uh, try to record some interviews at because you know they're companies that make sirens and the police lights and the whole stuff yeah. and they were testing all of their various wail yelp and so forth all the time and of course you know leave it to you to you know show up at the ford pro booth climb into the uh, the police interceptor uh, explorer, explorer and start yeah. playing around with the lights and siren well no, that's only because one of our team leaned in and says you got to make a noise and he hit the horn and it was just beep and i said you want some noise <laughs> former cop here i know what buttons do what and i let him go. Yes, you did. And got a lot of attention uh-huh. and was thrown out of the convention center. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it was interesting nonetheless. Yeah, especially because, you know, right before you did that, you know, one of the, the, the ladies from the booth, you know, said to me, yeah, hey, we like him playing with the lights. I'm just worried he's going to hit the siren. And before she even finished saying the word siren, there you go. <laughs> I hit all of them. Yeah. Uh, even a couple of new ones that I'd never heard. Uh-huh. So, because when I was a cop, I had to just wind a cat's tail. Yeah. Yeah. That was back then on my uh, horse and buggy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but it did have a light bar on top. Well, okay. just a bubblegum light. Yeah, yeah. kind of hard to do the pit maneuver in the horse and buggy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, because the poor horses didn't like to do pit maneuvers. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but then when I graduated to an actual car, woohoo, pitting everything on the road I could pit, whether I was chasing you or not. <laughs> yeah. Elon Musk has kicked off his plan to charge users of X, formerly known as Twitter. I wonder how long we're going to have to say that. Uh, at forever. You know, the social media site, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. He's um, kicked off his plan to charge users to post content to the social network. Whoa, 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 whoa. <clears throat> to post content, not to just subscribe yeah. to some moron or something or to, or to get a blue check mark. <laughs> Correct. If I want to post, tune into tomorrow for more, I got to pay. You got to pay. Uh, X said in a post on its website that it has starting, started testing, quote, not a bot, a new subscription oh. tier for new users in two countries, the Philippines and New Zealand. Oh. The not a bot subscription plan will cost, are you ready for this? $1 a year. I can afford that. <laughs> okay. One to, so now I understand then. Yeah. It's not a bot. You're right. saying you're not a robot. You're posting it you know, at random and all that. No, no. Because if you're a bot, you would have had to pay a dollar, therefore, actually, do, oh, I see. Mm. And, uh, they did add that prices vary by country and currency. Uh, new users on X uh, on the plan will be able to perform certain actions of the web version of the platform, post content, like posts, reply, repost, and quote other accounts' posts. Um, the new X users who do not pay the $1 a year fee will only be able to, to take a read-only action, such as reading posts, watching videos, and following accounts. Ah, okay. Well, I'll be, everybody can afford $1 a year. Yeah. Uh, except bots. Exactly. Because they typically don't get paid. Right. <laughs> and if so, you know, you have to train them to remove their wallet and present a credit card or something. Yeah. And when is this going to happen? 
I didn't say, but oh. it's, it's, it's active now in those two countries I mentioned and going to be coming soon to uh, other places. Other, <laughs> other places. <laughs> you heard about self-healing smartphones? I did not. Ah, well, they have them now with nano-coating surfaces. They could hit the market by 2028, so don't hold your breath. According to analysts at CCS Insight, they also predicted that HTC could pivot away from the virtual reality industry by 2026. Another prediction is that Apple may opt to boost its bandwidth in the used smartphone market by enticing consumers to trade older phones with the company directly. Interesting. Hmm. Speaking of older phones, I did end up getting the Pixel 8 Pro, and then Chris had to go, well, na 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 na, and he ended up getting the iPhone 15, not Pro. So you got the iPhone 15 Amateur. Yes. And I got the Pixel 8 Pro because you couldn't let me have just the only one around with a new phone. Well, when I, I went in just for grins to see what they were going to offer me for my 11, they were apparently offering some kind of deal where they gave me $350 for my old <clears throat> two-and-a-half-year-old phone. They gave you 350 for $350 that? $350 for that. iPhone 11? Yeah. Wow. So I was like, well, why not? So then I was looking at the iPhone 14 because, you know, my rule about staying one model yeah. behind. But the 15 was $4 more a month. So I said, okay, well, yeah, why not? A month? Yeah. That's a lot more a year. Okay. <laughs> but now I, but now my son doesn't have a newer phone than me. That's true. That's sad. Nine-year-old, I mean, 11-year-old Cameron <laughs> had an iPhone 15. Yeah. Now you can show him the same phone. Yeah. And go, ta-da. But then I'll have to show you both the Pixel 8 Pro. Yeah, well, ours are better because they're iPhones. No, they're not. Yes. Mine's better because there's no crapware, no bloatware, no nothingware, no underwear. There's nothing on this phone that you have to worry about. Yeah. You. <laughs> uh, are you, not you, but our audience, getting a new phone or have just gotten a new phone? Tell us if you like it, if you don't like it, why, why not? Let us know, won't you? At 800-899-INTO. If it's uh, an older phone even, use the free Into Tomorrow app because you sound so much gooder using the app. Or on any device with a browser and a microphone, you can visit our site at intotomorrow.com and mash that Ask Dave microphone on the right-hand side. Either way, participate on Into Tomorrow for prizes. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 10 million people. Without destroying your credit, they can reduce your interest rates, lower your total payments up to 50% to get you out of debt fast. For a free consultation, call Consolidated Credit now. The program works. Call 800-284-4037. 800-284-4037. 800-284-4037. Consolidated Credit Solutions Incorporated, 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Kansas CSO 0019051. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 892. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation Commission License Number DCA3. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action. Actual interest rates, length of program, and monthly payment reductions will vary by consumer and creditor. Yours could be higher or lower. Not a loan company. We do not lend money.
How about your ally in first responder mental health? Now there's something that we don't talk enough about for our first responders, police and fire and security and military, and there's so many folks that need that kind of assistance. It's whether it's after a, a massive event or whether it's after just a stressful call, I mean, we'll talk about how someone, our next guest, can help you with. She is the CEO and founder of Ally Connect, Colleen Hilton. Colleen, welcome into tomorrow. How are you? Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate the conversation. I'm great. Oh, Super excited great. to be here at IACP. Yes, and you're getting a lot of attention at your exhibit because, mind you, IACP, the Chiefs of Police Conference here that we're broadcasting from this week, there are, oh, I don't know, 90% of the <laughs> attendees are police officers or police admins or whatever. So. That's why you're getting a lot of attention. Tell me a little bit about your company and then let's get into why you're doing what you're doing and how. Yeah, so Ally Connect is a technology platform backed by our live team, really dedicated to helping first responders and departments build proactive mental health programs so that everyone can end their career as healthy as they started. So it's really not just after some massive event or something that would be extra stressful, it's from the get-go learning how to deal with things, right? Absolutely, day one. First responders are already incredibly resilient just to be in this role. If we can support them better from the very beginning, they can stay longer and they can have wonderful flourishing careers. So that's what we're here to do. And that's awesome. Boy, I wish you were around when I was first on the department. Uh, most of our audience knows I spent many years with the Miami-Dade Police Department. Uh, most of our audience also knows what you and I talked about off camera, how our director, uh, attempted suicide. And while it may have been a domestic issue, the point is, you brought up another good point about how the brass, if you will, the senior officers in many departments, uh, suffer perhaps more mental anguish than some of the officers might. Absolutely. It's incredibly stressful right now to be in policing, but probably even more so in leadership in policing. And without the same level of community support, there can be isolation. Uh, and that can lead to depression, anxiety, stress, and unfortunately, what we saw with the recent tragedy. Um, but I think we can do better. And I think we can get ahead of this. Uh, it just takes a paradigm shift that we're really at the beginning of. Uh, and I think that's part of why we're getting so much attention is people really recognize the need to do things different and to get proactive around behavioral health and mental health. And you're a relatively young company, yet you're already working with many departments all around the country. And of course, more to come, especially after a conference like this one. That's what I hope. The more uh, departments we can work with, the bigger impact we can have. Um, but you're right, we're about a three-year-old company. Uh, I've spent 25 years though in law enforcement, mental health as a licensed therapist myself uh, and a former police spouse. So we're really mission driven and wanting to get this out and into everyone's hands. Uh, so you said former police spouse, is he still on, the, on a department somewhere? He is, um, we got divorced, no surprise. Uh. Uh, it happens a lot with police does. and fire. And, oh, boy. It does. No shame, but uh, gives me personally a very close connection to this mission. Um, and I, again, I just really feel that we can do better with a proactive approach as opposed to just critical incident response. Yeah. As important as that is, I mean, we're not downplaying that. Because absolutely. It absolutely. It, it's necessary, but it's just one component of a three-legged stool that we really need to build in every single department.
Can you give us a couple of ideas, Colleen, about the proactive approach? I mean, where do you start? How do you, you know, is it in the police academy even to say now you are, you know, taking a stressful job and learning to do it and so forth, but let's not forget how it can affect you. Yeah, we have already started. The conversation around mental health has been really gaining traction over the last several years, and that's absolutely where we need to be heading. Uh, but to your comment, education in recruit classes, uh, just open culture and making it okay to ask for help and then making it easy to find that help when somebody does raise their hand. And that does seem to be one of the major issues. It's like, no, I'm tough, I can handle this, and you know, it, stuff happens, uh, or other words that might be used off air. Uh, the, the fact is that, is that something you're discovering that so many people say, I got this, you know, like just kind of blowing it off? They'll say that. I wouldn't call it blowing it off, though. Honestly, I mean, first responders are incredibly strong individuals. So what might kind of cripple the average civilian, you know, they can handle that for maybe even years. But it means that when they really need help, it's that much more critical. So important. And, and I, I mean, we were talking just last night about some of the calls that I handled that were extra stressful and stuff. And, and people typically are like, oh, tell me more. I mean, my gosh, how did you deal with that? Well, if you learn proactively how to deal with that, it's not only making your life easier, but your family as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, first responders, it's very much a family career. And being able to support not just the individual and the officer, but their spouse and their children and, frankly, the retirees community. Um, it's a big transition to come out of this kind of a career. Uh, you lose a sense of identity. So again, we need to be doing better from day one all the way through retirement. So you're looking uh, especially at this police conference uh, for other departments that are saying, you know what, we got to step up and actually be proactive. Where do we start? Absolutely. We want to help every department build a custom program for them because I know every department is different and their needs are different. Um, but we got to be doing something and you got to start somewhere. So we're here to hopefully be a part of that, uh, that mission. Awesome. Ally Connect. Colleen and her team are doing a heck of a job. Like I say, I wish you were around when I started as a police officer because you certainly would have helped a lot of people. But you're doing it now, and that's important. How does one get more info? Uh, you can go to our website at allyconnect.com uh, and reach out to anybody on the team. We'd love to chat. And for the radio audience, it's A-L-L-I Connect, allyconnect.com. We'll get you there, too, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes and continued good luck here at the show. Thank you. Have a great day. Uh, you too. My pleasure. I'm Dave Graveline. We're back with more from San Diego this week and the International Association of Chiefs of Police Conference. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-781-6764. That's 1-800-781-6764. 
United We Stand, 1-800-781-6764. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses, from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts. Our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. You're listening to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline, reminding you to participate by letting us hear you on the show and win prizes. Call 800-899-INTO. Use a free Into Tomorrow app or click the Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. Now, back to the guys. Wow. Thank you, Cameron. Appreciate that very much. These are the guys. I'm Dave. I'm Chris. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. Uh, with their advanced podcast hosting plans, you also get a free WordPress site to grow your podcast. Woo-hoo! You can start your free trial today at B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Dot com. And stay tuned. We've got another guest coming up for you. This time, Jay Upchurch, Executive Vice President and Chief Information Officer with SAS. They're talking about, he's talking about uh, what companies are doing to build resiliency into their organizations and what others should do to follow their lead. If you've got a company or work at a company, that pretty much includes all of us. Yeah. Most of us, anyway. You'll definitely want to hear this interview. Very cool. Keeping the body hydrated keeps it working efficiently. But... The pH level of your water does have an impact. With this week's Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip, brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. The body's pH level is between 7.35 to 7.45. Did you know that any deviation from that range can lead to health issues? The water that we consume plays a large role in our pH regulation. That is why staying hydrated with water is key. Other drinks like coffee, soda, and juices are acidic and can throw off your pH levels. Consider testing your water's pH levels. The variation of levels can be contributed to the water source and the additives used during the filtering process. Drinking alkaline water is optimum for your pH. You may consider buying a new brand of water or upgrading your filtration system. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Oh, sorry. Uh, Thank you, Victoria. Just uh, having a sip of my water, which I just noticed only says purified water with minerals added for taste. That's pretty. That's and pretty. I'm having a sip of my soda, which she said is not good for you. Yeah, thanks yeah. for doing that. You should have shook it up more so it would have gone. No, because then I would have had to clean up a heck of a mess in the studio here. Yeah, and we don't allow that. Yeah. But the Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip brought to you as always by Human Touch. How can a massage chair change your life? Visit humantouch.com to find out. That sounds repetitive and redundant because I know I did it on last week's show exactly the same tagline. That's because it's our favorite tagline. And when you're done with that, visit us at intotomorrow.com. David in Detroit, Michigan. Welcome into tomorrow. Should I be using BitLocker on Windows 10? What are the pros and cons of it? Thank you. Okay, short and sweet question, but a good one. Uh, And yes, you should be. BitLocker will provide whole disk encryption in the background without you having to do anything. Uh, To you, that means that unless your user is logged into your data, it will be effectively unreadable. 
If anyone tries to read your computer while it's locked, or if anyone takes out your drive and tries to read it, they won't be able to. Or if you dispose of your computer with data still on the drive, you're safe. Yeah, now, there aren't any practical downsides. It happens in the background. Uh, there's technically some minor overhead, but you'll never notice it. The only thing you may notice is the initial encryption of the whole drive. But after that, your computer will feel the same as it does today, and your data will be better protected. If your computer includes a hardware component called a trusted platform module, version 1.2 or later, then your level of protection uh, while the computer is turned off will be better. But even without it, there's no real downside to using BitLocker to encrypt your drive, and you should do it. Even while the computer is turned off. Yeah. Wow, interesting. So, David, let us know if that info will help you. And, of course, it's in our show notes at intotomorrow.com. Angela in Midway, Georgia. What is it in midway of? Georgia. Ge oh. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Well, welcome into tomorrow, Angela. I have a question about the OrCam My Eye device. I have an 88-year-old mother who has lost her vision, and I have a couple of questions about that device. The first is, does it require an Android or Apple phone to operate? The second question is, does it require an internet connection? My third question is, has anyone had any experience using the device? And I wanted to uh, have comments on the ease of use. And my fourth question is, for an older person who does have vision issues, do any of your listeners have alternative suggestions to help her uh, be able to read. Thank you very much. Well, it's our pleasure. I hope we can help. And I love, Angela, how you said, can any of our listeners help? Because we have the best listeners in the world. And of course, she has that, that sweet Southern voice. And so, so we have to help her out. Bless her heart. Yes. We absolutely do. <laughs> Angela, the OrCam My Eye devices have both Android and iOS apps that will allow you to change settings, learn to use the devices, control them remotely, and find them, but they're not required for the devices to operate, and they can be used without the apps. The same goes for the internet connection. The device can be connected to the internet to download updates, but they're supposed to be able to operate without it entirely. Yeah, now, as far as personal experience, we don't have any ourselves, but we do have audience members with different degrees of vision impairments. We've heard from them throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone listening has ever used uh, an OrCam My Eye device and would like to share their uh, real-world experience and help Angela, you can call the Ask Dave hotline, 800-899-INTO, or use the microphone button at intotomorrow.com or on the Into Tomorrow app. And, of course, you'll also win prizes for helping Angela, too. Exactly. Again, listeners helping listeners, some of our favorite calls. Now, the device makes a lot of very impressive claims, from being able to recognize objects in the room and describe them, to being able to parse articles in magazines and find elements like headings and connect them to their articles, to being able to recognize people. Frankly, the claims seem a little too good to be true, and the devices may disappoint in the real world. But it's hard to tell because there aren't a lot of reviews out there that were not sponsored by the manufacturer. So, of course, it's hard to know if it's a, you know, a good objection, uh, objective, I should say, rule uh, or review. The MyEye devices are not cheap. Know that, though. They're somewhat customizable, but expect a price tag in the thousands. 
that alone sets the expectations pretty high. Now, in terms of helping someone with vision loss read, the answer will depend on what you want her to read. Uh, Devices such as smartphones have built-in screen readers that will do a reasonably good job of reading just about everything. E-book readers like the Kindle don't always offer good screen readers, but their apps do. Uh, For regular books, audiobooks may be a very good option. For news apps like Apple News Plus, uh, also include professionally narrated articles, but the answer is likely that short of a smartphone, there likely isn't a satisfactory all-in-one tool. Yeah, I I wish we could help you further, but again, let's count on our listeners. Several of them probably have been using these devices and can offer some suggestions. So if that's the case, do please let us know. 800-899-4686. 800-899-INTO. Or preferably the free Into Tomorrow app. Let's help Angela out. We love it when listeners help other listeners. Let us know. Visit us at intotomorrow.com. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit humantouch.com. Human Touch. Your best every day. Stream Guys Streaming Media Services is proud to sponsor Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Delivering audio and video to the web since 2000, Stream Guys is the affordable, reliable, and scalable choice for today's demanding media delivery needs. Stream to iPhones, mobile devices, and PCs all from the same platform. Stream in Windows Media, QuickTime, and the ubiquitous Flash using our full-featured, low-cost wows of Flash servers. Increase your ROI with our subscription system and pre-roll ad services and turn your content into cash. Stream Guys, offering professional streaming media services for the smartest businesses on the internet. Learn more at www.streamguys.com. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. 28 years on the air covering the latest in consumer tech. And of course, that includes things like products and services and gadgets and gizmos and websites and apps, just all sorts of things. If it involves tech, we try to cover it in all these years. And we're delighted that you've tuned in even more delighted and happy when you call in and participate on the program. A couple of fun, easy ways to do that. If you'd like me to hold your hand through the process, and I like it, I have a warm hand, then you are welcome to call our 800 number anytime, toll-free from anywhere in North America. That's 800-899-INTO, as in into tomorrow. Aren't we clever? 800-899-4686. Or you can visit our website on any device with a browser and a microphone and click on the Ask Dave red mic that's off over off to the right when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. And tap that button and you can ask a question, make a comment, help other listeners, share some tech rage, whatever you'd like to do. Either way, we would love for you to be on the show. And not just because we send you prizes, but because your participation makes the show. 
Our next guest is set out to understand what companies are doing to build resiliency into their organizations and what others should do to follow their lead. So there's a little something there for everybody. The Executive VP and Chief Information Officer with SAS is Jay Upchurch. Jay, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Uh, you guys uh, did some interesting, uh, I guess, study very recently, uh, finding out things like 97% of executives believe resiliency is very or somewhat important, and 87% said it helps them prepare for unforeseen events. Well, first of all, what are you guys referring to when you talk about resiliency? Is there one thing in particular or just the company stays alive? Yeah, that's a great question. So we define resiliency as the ability of an organization to prepare for, and more importantly, respond to the disruptions and market changes by having a set of systems and structure and culture effectively to adapt and, and change and pivot quickly. So that's, that's really where we were trying to get to as far as the essence of what does resiliency really mean. And then one other interesting point to make off of what you mentioned about 97% saying that resiliency is incredibly important to their business success, 47% said that they are actually resilient. That's a huge gap wow. right, between those that value it and those that are actually capable. That is the resiliency gap. And in our mind, that's really the gap between rhetoric and reality. Wow. That's fascinating because I guess it tells us that maybe they don't have confidence in their own organization. Is that what we pull from that? Absolutely. I think there is a, a lot of uncertainty around how resilient their company is. And again, that, that is that, that ability for that company to pivot in the face of uncertainty. Wow. As we head in towards, you know, towards 2024, we know this is going to be our fourth consecutive year of just ongoing disruption and economic ambiguity. So it's more important than ever before now that companies are prepared for and anticipating what might be around the bend. So again, they can not only survive the challenges of the day, but really thrive as their uh, as the market changes. Awesome. Well, one of the key findings I think in your research was talking about resiliency rules. What mm -hmm. would they be? Well, yeah. Let me let me give you a little bit of frame on the on the study itself. So it was a global study. We we interviewed over twenty four hundred senior executives from large companies across the major industries that you would, you would expect, manufacturing, healthcare, government, and, and many more. Um, as we ex executed the survey, they were in-depth interviews with each of the, the senior leaders. And it was great to get their perception of reality uh, around resiliency at their company. So we had a good chance to kind of dig in and, and see where and how they, they, they felt and scored themselves. What popped out of that was this, this resiliency index. And the index basically says there's really three categories of resiliency. Are you low, are you immediate, uh, moderate, excuse me, or are you high? Interesting enough, about 20% those those surveyed were in that low category. About 54% excuse me, were in moderate, and about 26% were actually rating themselves as being highly resilient. Wow. Out of those categories of highly resilient, we found five principles, if you will, that those organizations had attend, had, had followed and, and and those those ultimately became what, what we're calling our resiliency rules. And and I'll before I take you through all five of them, I'll say that you can't do just one. It's it's a definitely uh, a need for a resilient company to focus in on all four. It's kind of that right mixture, that right cocktail, if you will, just to to recipe to drive towards resiliency as a company. So, so it's, it's all or nothing, uh, basically, right? 
It, it is. You can't do one. It can't just focus in on just one. And, and you, you'll see as we kind of walk through them why that's so important. Okay. So let me walk you through the five. Um, first of all, speed and agility. And this is pretty self-explanatory. It's just the organization's ability to quickly pivot in the face of, of change. Um, not every company can do that well. Sometimes they might over uh, rotate in different in different scenarios. So again, this is something that's really important. Number two is innovation. And this is just all around a company's drive towards innovation, not just doing the same thing that you've done over and over and over again, but looking for new ways to do your jobs. Number three, equity and responsibility. In today's world, right, organizations have responsibility to ensure that the technology innovations that they drive not only are driving resiliency, but doing it in, in a responsible and ethical manner that builds trust, trust with your employees, trust in your brand, trust with your customers. Uh, number four, data culture and literacy. This is a big one, a really, really big one, because what we found was that a, a large number, 93%, if you will, of highly resilient companies implemented strong data tools, strong data culture, strong data first mindset. That's over 22% of low resilient peers. So almost four times more likely they leaned hard into data when that again speaks to why data is so important in driving resiliency. And then the last, the last one would be curiosity. So the last resilient rule. So curiosity, obviously the organization's ability to seek new information, explore new possibilities, ask the right questions to help prepare for what might be around the corner. And I can see where it really does take all five. I mean, a couple of them are, are kind of close together. Uh, I think it's number two and number five <laughs> look like, you know, you've, you've got to be prepared to do things differently and accept new challenges. Um, and that absolutely makes sense. Uh, but what's scary is do you get much bounce back from folks that say, that's a lot of work? Well, yeah. Do you, do you plan to keep your company alive? That you're, you're spot on. A couple of things that are, that are interesting. One on the curiosity front, only 20, sorry, only 59% of those surveyed truly valued curiosity. And I think if you wow. think about the the world today and the, the results driven mindset that we all have, it makes it difficult to create time and space for your organization and your employees to go into you know, offline or, or airplane mode, if you will, mm -hmm. and actually start to re revert back to your native curiosity and think about things in a different way, think a different way to approach stuff. That's a, that was astounding. And then another data that I, that point that I love was that more than 35% of those surveyed, so over a third admitted that they were overwhelmed with data. So in the face of complexity and challenge with just being overwhelmed with data, not creating enough time and space to allow your employees to be creative and and and, and thought provoking. You're back to, okay, I'm just going to keep hitting the button the same way that I've been doing it for years and years and years. And what you did yesterday will likely not make you successful tomorrow. Wow. And of course, I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of executives probably uh, are looking even to their employees to come up with better ways to do things, yet it's the executives that have to be, uh, I guess, more free to make decisions and actually dig in, especially to those five points you talked about. That's right. So I think there are three traits that we look at as, a high, as highly resilient executives. I think the first one is just having and developing a deep appreciation and understanding on the return on investment for resiliency. It's not necessarily gonna be a particular hard ROI on, on, uh, on cost savings or reduction. It's more of, of a realization that this is an imperative for business survival. 
Second one I'd mention is you've got to commit. You've got to lean in. You've got to go at it as, with your, your 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 full weight, if you will, on data analytics, and of course, doing that in an ethical way. And then last number three, I'd say you cannot do it alone. It's got to be company wide. You're not going to do it individually or as a small group. It is a team sport, and, you, and you've got to um, ask everyone around you uh, to, to to lean into it and and be consistent in in your behavior. Excellent, excellent points. And of course, those executives and employees company-wide need to learn and not be afraid to face disruption because that's going to be what it takes. Uh, You're exactly right. So, you know, going back 10 years ago, IT was the, you know, asked to be the great disruptor. We were driving digital disruption. We were trying to figure out new things. And while that may still be true and consistent today, we know that the larger disruptive forces are actually those outside of our control uh, again, really in the macro world. So whether or not that's, uh, again, economic headwinds, pandemics, geopolitical issues, anything along those lines, all companies have to be prepared to react. And again, that preparation means having access to the right data, making sure that that data is available with analytics in the hands of executives at the right moment to make the right decision for their companies for their long-term survival. It is all about resiliency. And Jay, where can our listeners go for more info? Well, go to blogs.sas.com, uh, and there you, there's a, a banner at the top that allow you to click in, and you can read the entire Resiliency Rules survey. And then also I've mentioned that there is a Resiliency Rules um, assessment tool that allow you to go in and self-assess. It's free. Uh-huh. Just go in, take a look, and you can see how you're measuring up against that Resiliency Index that I mentioned earlier. Um, and as you go through it, it's a great opportunity to think about the questions that are asked and figure out like how does that apply to you in every day, and especially how do you think about running your company and where you deploy your resources and your assets. Uh, love it. And you should do that if you're serious about your business and certainly want it to keep going. Great stuff. Jay Upchurch, Executive VP and Chief Information Officer with SAS. Thanks so much for joining us into tomorrow, and let's stay in touch. Good stuff. Thank you, Dave. My pleasure. Cool. We'll get you there to blog.sas.com and visit us anytime at intotomorrow.com. We'll link you to see what Jay's up to and his team and how they are working to help you maintain that resiliency. Much needed. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. This holiday, don't keep your customers waiting in silence. Spread joy, cheer, and the holiday spirit with Advanced Productions. Your customers will thank you, and you'll be ringing in the sales this holiday season. And the best way to do that is with a custom holiday on-hold message from Advanced Productions. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses all around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200 with no subscriptions or extra fees. Our professional team will craft delightful messages that showcase your brand and warm hearts throughout the season. Advanced Productions, the sound of the season and your key to holiday success. Let the holidays begin with Advanced Productions. Visit onholdaudio.net or call now 1-888-899-8511. 888-899-8511. Happy Holidays from Advanced Productions at onholdaudio.net. As Into Tomorrow continues, you know, Qualcomm is touting its upcoming PC chips, Snapdragon X, formerly known as Twitter. 
Uh, no, uh, see, that's why we always have to say that. Apparently, anyway, as performance and power rivals to Apple's custom M series chips, that's got Qualcomm running that way. The Snapdragon X chips feature a neural processing unit for on-device AI processing. Oh, is this the same Qualcomm that I just read that's having to lay off like 1,200 people? The same one. Yeah, okay. Same yeah. one. Well, yeah. because, see, they're trying to they be gotta, more competitive. they got to pay for the new chip somehow. Somehow. <laughs> this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit dexcom.com. The first picture of Earth is taken from outer space. The first computer link is made. And High Def TV launches in the U.S. Did you know that it all happened this week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA? Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. Chris's history. Here's You've got to stop saying that. I mean, it just sort of oh. flows. Mm-hmm. And you're still here. It's like you fire me on the show every week. Every week. This week, back in 1861, the first transcontinental telegraph line across the U.S. was completed, spelling the end for the 18-month-old Pony Express. Hello, Moto. Which ceased operations just two days later. The remaining assets of the Pony Express were sold to Wells Fargo for $1.5 million. In 1946 this week, a camera on board a V-2 rocket, which uh, which was launched from the White Sands Missile Range in New Mexico, took the first photograph of Earth from outer space. The German V-2 rocket had been captured by the Americans at the end of World War II. I know nothing, nothing. The explosive warhead was removed and replaced with a package of scientific instruments. These included a 35-millimeter motion picture camera set to snap one picture every second and a half. In 1955 this week, the microwave oven was introduced in Mansfield, Ohio, at the corporate headquarters of the Tappan Company. The new cooking device had a price tag of about $1,300, which would translate to over $11,000 today. Can you imagine buying a microwave for $11,000? Well, it's no wonder they only manufactured 34 units that first year. Oh, jeez. The invention of the microwave oven, incidentally, was an accident. In the 1940s, Percy Spencer was building magnetrons for use in radar sets. He had a chocolate bar in his pocket when he came too close to a running magnetron tube, and the candy began to melt. Ooh. That was a mess to clean up. It was. In 1969, and actually, and incidentally, you know, he never got uh, any money for that invention. No? Because he discovered it while he was working for uh, the Tappan Company. They took all the credit and the money for the patent, and I think they gave him like a $100 bonus, and that was about it. That's exactly how he felt. In 1969, this week, the first ever computer-to-computer link was established on ARPANET, which was the precursor to what we know now as the Internet. I'd rather kill myself than use dial-up service. (laughs) The transmitted message was intended to be the word login. The letters L and O were transmitted, but the letter G crashed the system. And this week in 1998, ATSC HDTV broadcasting in the United States was inaugurated with the launch of the STS-95 space shuttle mission. Great. That mission also saw retired astronaut John Glenn returning to space as the oldest person to do so. That was a record he held until 2021, when 82-year-old aviator and space tourist Wally Funk lifted off in a Blue Origin suborbital space flight. All systems are functioning within normal parameters. And that's an appropriate sound clip because Funk's record was broken three months later by 90-year-old William Shatner. Wow. A.K.A. Captain Kirk. Is he still breathing? For now. He's a rude son of a gun, though, i got to tell you, in person. 
you know, I always loved the Star Trek series and so forth, but you wonder why he wasn't in all of them and, and making other appearances, because he's a real pain in the butt to work with. Yeah, I've heard that, you know, I've never met him, but I've heard that from so many people, including you. I've met him twice, and he was rude both times. Uh-huh. Anyway, might have been the fact that I said, hey, hey, Bill, you suck. You know, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History, brought to you by IFA in Berlin. See tomorrow's tech today at IFA. Visit ifa-berlin.com. Stimpy, I'm so happy! Robert in Atlanta, Georgia, welcome into tomorrow. Is there a PC utility or a device that can convert speech to text? No. Next call. No, 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 I'm just kidding, Robert. Of course there is. In fact, there are plenty. But you may have to pay depending on how much you want to transcribe. Now, if you're thinking about dictation, for example, you may be able to get away with using some free websites like voice-to-text or speech notes. They won't be as accurate as software like Dragons Naturally Speaking, for example, which is trained to your voice, but they'll be reasonably okay. And you can, of course, tweak as you go. Naturally Speaking's Home Edition, the cheapest one available, costs about 150 bucks. Yeah, now, if you want to transcribe pre-recorded audio files, you're pretty much looking at either a paid software or a paid online service. Uh, Microsoft 365 includes limited audio transcription. Uh, you can open a Word document and select Home, then Dictate, and then Transcribe and upload your audio file. Uh, that'll be a good choice if you're transcribing less than uh, 300 minutes of audio a month, but it does have that limit of 300 minutes a month. Yeah, and how would you know? I mean, of course, it adds it up as you're going, but maybe you don't know if that would work for you or not. Mm -hmm. Now, between software and online services, online services are the best choice since they largely rely on Amazon's, Google's, Microsoft's, or IBM's speech-to-text engines, which are constantly being improved behind the scenes. You can look into automated services like Happy Scribe, which will charge you 20 cents a minute. Yeah, you can go the manual route, too, and look into Fiverr or Amazon's Mechanical Turk, uh, on which a human will be able to type up the text for you. It'll take longer, but it will be more accurate from the start. Yeah, but also perhaps more costly in the long run, we'll have to see. Robert, all this information for you and anyone else curious about the same subject is available for you on intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. If you have $10,000 or more in credit card debt, then you need to call us right now. Debt Fix Pros can significantly reduce the amount you owe, and you could be debt-free faster than you think. I knew we had to do something. Our debt was growing. It was getting out of control, and we just didn't know what to do. We saw an ad for Debt Fix Pros. We called, and they showed us how fast they could get us out of debt. Call 800-781-6764. That's 800-781-6764. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. 
Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work.